Hi everyone, I'm Christina Lingham from the Molecular Diagnostics Europe event. I'm really pleased to have the opportunity to speak with Hubert Niesters, Director of the Laboratory of Clinical Virology at the University Medical Center in Groningen in the Netherlands. He'll be talking with us about point of impact testing in the emergency department, rapid diagnostics for respiratory viral infections. He'll be giving a talk at the point of care diagnostics track this 12th, 13th of April in Lisbon, Portugal. Bert, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me here. So we want to ask you a few questions about your talk this April in Lisbon at the Point of Care Diagnostics Conference. You study point of care interactions for highly infectious patients. What have you seen in terms of improvement in both care delivered and the spread of infection? And how does your method differ from standard practice? I think the biggest advantage we have achieved the last few years, and we're still improving it into this, is the ability to give a very rapid result to the clinician as well as to the patient while the patient is still at the emergency room. So like now in early January of this year, we have a huge impact of respiratory viruses, not only influenza RSV, but also a broad scale of viruses like parainfluenza and coronaviruses, which gives a lot of problems with patients being at the emergency room of a university hospital because that other patients who have instance, had had a long transplantation, who are transplant patients, oncology patients, really patients who need good care. And one of the challenges is how can you improve diagnostics and patient care by giving results rapidly. So we have used what I call a point of impact syndromic panel, in this case by a fire film array system. It gives us a result within 90 minutes while the patient is still at the emergency room. On average, we know the patient is for a period of four hours at the emergency room. And then there are a number of challenges. So does the patient have an infectious disease, a respiratory virus, or not? The patient has influenza virus, for instance. Does he need medication or not? Can he just go home? So how is he doing? And if the patient has to be admitted to the hospital, we can always say, if you have influenza virus type 8 circulating, we can uh, put you on a single room, but we can also, if you don't have enough single isolation rooms, we can put you in a room with two beds or three beds with patients having the same virus because you cannot infect yourself twice. So for throughput and flow in a hospital, this is really excellent. Everybody is really happy. The patient is happy because the patient knows I have a problem or I don't have a problem and the best care is being taken for me. And the physician is also very happy because the physician knows exactly within the period of this 90 minutes what he has to do what he doesn't have to do. Because once a patient is out of this emergency room, his care is taken over by somebody else and then out of the vision of the initial clinician. I think that's the biggest advantage so far. And how does it impact the cost of care? In the long run, are you saving money by delivering more appropriate care, or is it costing more? It's always a big discussion about is it expensive or not. So we have looked into that, and it depends, of course, on which model you are choosing. But at the end, you're saving money for the hospital as a whole business, although these essays are more expensive than, for instance, in-house essays, which you do batch-wise. At the end, it's about logistics. So we decided to introduce a new concept, which we call the Euro Hour, the same as calculating a kilowatt hour for electricity, in which you combine the use, the, the cost of the system, and multiply this with the time. So if you have an expensive essay, which, for instance, would cost 200 euros, but you have the results within one hour, the total cost is only 200 euro hours. 
if you calculate batchwise analysis, which might be, for instance, cheaper, say 50 euros, but it takes you 24 hours to get the result of the condition, then the result is even close to, well, it actually is 1,200 euros. So it's more expensive. And at the end, you save money. You save money because you can decide what to do with the patient. You don't have to transfer the patient to a different hospital if you don't, do not have enough isolation beds. You save money because if you calculate the cost of the physician which has, or the nurse who has to take care of the patient getting him or her to another hospital, which is also very expensive, and you avoid also nosocomial infections because we know during the respiratory season or in general about 12 to 15% of hospital-acquired infections are due to the fact that you have patients in-house which have an underdiagnosed infection uh, uh, if you only focus, for instance, on influenza or RSV. And you know that in university hospitals where we have to take care of really critically ill patients, all these other viruses can really kill you. A lung transplant patient can die from a parainfluenza virus or lose a lot of breathing capacity because you didn't screen for the right targets. You have to take all these components into account. And it turned out that it is for the hospital cheaper. So for every euro we calculate, for every euro we invest, we save the hospital about three euros. So if you would have 100,000 euros uh, you need to invest during the respiratory season, you save a few hundred thousand euros. So money-wise, this is also a very good activity. What are some of the limitations of the technology? What would you like to see improve? That's not an easy question. I mean, there's always room for improvement, like you want to know more about quantitation of viral targets or CMI quantification. So we have an impression that there's a lot of virus present or not. And we need to have more information about the primers and probes of the assay, which are often protected by the companies, because we need to be sure that the assays we are using do recognize the viruses that are circulating. And every laboratory in Europe, as well as in the United States, is more critical to comply with regulations, whether it's FDA or with ISO guidelines, and you need to have this information. And I have to admit, it's sometimes really a challenge to get this information from companies. So what are you hoping to improve in your own system, and what are you working towards? At this moment, we have improved our IT system. So we have something what we call to improve the flow in our hospital, Flow Groningen, or we call it Flow G, that improved in such a way that clinician or the nerd at the emergency room gets already in the patient registration system a time point when they have the results. So they know, is there a delay or not? They don't have to call also all the time. Is the sample already there? When do can we get the results? They can see this all online, and they know if they have taken the sample, send it to the laboratory, it just takes two minutes to get it into the laboratory, they already get the information when they will have the result. That's really unique. Everything is paperless, everybody's done electronically, and all the automation, confirmation, validation, interpretation is linked into our flow system. Also, a good improvement is the connection with infection control, because infection control is, of course, always important in the hospital. And as you know, the Netherlands has low incidence of nosocomial infections, and we want to keep it like that. So linked to our results, automatically, all the information about infection control, the infection control, technicians and nurses are also informed when a patient is admitted into the hospital with a respiratory infection, for instance. What are you looking forward to and hoping to learn in April at the Molecular Diagnostics event? At the end, I would like to have more information about the technological advances 
also outside of the emergency room. Is it possible in the near future, these I hope in the next two to five years, to be able to get proper results like it is actually done in clinical chemistry, random access, molecular diagnostics in infectious diseases, uh, rapid turnaround time, easier IT systems, because that's actually something we really need. Everybody is talking about the possibilities of molecular diagnostics, but we also have to admit that is not always linked to easy-to-use IT system. Every company has its own system, and it will be great if we would have more connectivity, which is universal. Bert, thank you for your time and insights today. That was Hubert Niesters, Director of the Laboratory of Clinical Virology at the University Medical Center in Groningen. He'll be speaking at the point-of-care diagnostics track at the upcoming Molecular Diagnostics Europe event this April in Lisbon. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to www.molecularDXEurope.com for registration information and enter the key code PODCAST. I'm Christina Lingham. Thank you for listening.